Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Saida Hafiz, yoga teacher and wellness expert and a holistic health educator. Saida is an author, and she joins us this morning for heart and soul-touching conversation about her new book, The Healing, One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. I believe you're going to hear something that's sure to make a world of difference in your life. So let's meet Saida now. Saida Hafiz, good morning. Thank you ever so greatly for being with us today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kate. I am just so honored to have you with us because I just so admire who you are, what you're doing, and uh, the inspiration you are here to share with us this morning as we uh, touch on, on some of your life that you so honestly convey to us in your new book, The Healing One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. And that's such a significant way of saying that from poverty. People will often say poverty to riches, but no, this is so significant to say inner riches. That makes the world of difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it helps me to keep the focus on that it's not necessarily the material things that make us happy. It's more about how we want to feel during the day. And so when you're engaged in activities and conversations that really make you feel more alive, then the inner riches really do come through. And it's not always the stuff you have. And that is significant for us uh, at any time in our lives, but such an important message to hear and hopefully embrace in this day and age when with all that's going on in our world to come to see what really has value and is a real treasure in our life. And, and I feel that with the healing and sharing your story, you're helping us to really consider that for ourselves. Yeah, I think particularly um, as women, a lot of times we may be in a situation where success definition is put upon us, but I feel that um, when we get to take a step back and kind of survey the life we want and who we truly are, we get to define success for ourselves, and that's very empowering. And part of the, or maybe the key there, is to really take the time to think about that for ourselves, which I feel you started to do at a young age. You you seem to be different in that way of, say, from your family members or from your community to, to really kind of stand back and say, what is it, what is success for me? What is it that I want? Yeah, the nice thing is that um, through my journey, my childhood growing up was essentially kind of rough um, in certain ways. And when I think when there's disharmony through the family, one of the things that you get to do is examine, okay, who is living a more peaceful life? Does this have to be the norm? And then you kind of, um, you know, one of the things, particularly in the African-American community, was like education can get you out of your current circumstance. And that is true, but it's also within context of, you know, I went to college. Fortunately, I was able to get into college and get a degree. But what I love about college is that it also opens up your mind to thinking a little more deeply and meeting new and different people that are unlike yourself. And, and then sometimes you're able to find where maybe 
in our primary school or secondary school, we didn't feel we fit in with different groups. And a lot of times when you explore the world, and it can be through college, it doesn't have to be, then you can start to connect to other people that are more like you, but in a different way, if that makes sense. And kind of having those interactions, doing the introspection for myself, but also having conversations with others and seeing how other people live, it gave me the opportunity to really begin like asking, what's a good life for me? And it's not necessarily um, the prescribed American dream, house, you know, 2.5 kids and a dog, etc. And then it's, it's a prescription that can be interpreted for yourself. Um, and I feel that, particularly living in America, that you have the opportunity to begin defining that for yourself. And so that's kind of really one of the things that led me on my journey. Um, and it was getting into yoga and whole foods nutrition that created the space and the environment for me to be still and to go inward and kind of hear more about what would make me happy. And strangely enough, the way that it started was I had to kind of heal and clean up some of the stuff from the past, you know, living in a family with domestic violence. So it, it was really kind of a, an interesting, circuitous route. And I was glad to be able to put this whole story into a memoir so that, A, I could really understand and make meaning of the experiences in my life and then also share it with others. So did it start out as a memoir that you were thinking would be a book and you would share it? Or did you begin to journal your life experiences and realize this was something that others could truly benefit from? So one of the things that happens, um, I think, for human beings in general is that we learn something new and we find success with it. So I was finding my cholesterol went down as I was eating whole foods and I was finding this sort of internal um, peace happening more and more in my life as I practiced the yoga. And one of the things that I think we as human beings want to do is just tell everybody, if you do this yoga pose and eat this recipe, your life's gonna change. And so I started this whole journey, this book journey, actually as a how-to calendar of just saying, do this, do that, and your life's going to be better. But what I found out was um, people were interested in that idea, but more and more people wanted to know the journey and the story behind how and why I was choosing these activities in my life. And that was really powerful. And so I found myself telling sort of the same stories over and over at cocktail parties or meeting new people and, and making new friendships, um, more intimate details about my life. And when um, I kind of surveyed to put out there to get this calendar published, um, they came back and said, we would really would like this in book form. And that took me on a journey to like, oh, I have to really include more of myself in this story because people really gravitate towards your experience and having success with your full experience as opposed to the 
how to when they're talking about wanting to adopt things for themselves. Now, I know that we're in a culture sometimes where, like, we would say, just give me the pill and I want it to all be better. But our struggles go deeper and they're, and they need more daily self-care. And that's kind of what came about for me, where I just couldn't hide away from the, you know, the negative vibration of domestic violence in my family or the exposure to drug addiction um, and living through uh, poverty. And I realized that there's shame that comes with that and that I had to really open myself up to um, making these lifelong habits help to heal the wounds of my past. And that is such an important element here is to realize that there is a process, a journey. There isn't that pill someone might want to have that uh, you you get really digging deeply and there there can be pain. Uh, you can feel so raw as you so eloquently share with us in the healing. Uh, but it's necessary to do. And then at the as you go through it, it it had its rewards, didn't it? Yes. And I have to say, I'm going to, again, it's, you know, the subtitle, One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. The inner riches and the rewards sometimes can be very subtle, but you have to be paying attention to the fact that um, that life is getting better one step at a time and not dismiss it. And so what I found was that each time I would take a yoga class and put my body through this physical, what I call kind of like the, <laughs> the ringer um, of eliminating, you know, experiences that have been stored in my body, um, each time I took a class and participated in this, I felt lighter. And it didn't mean that it was easy to get to the next class. It was actually like, oh, my goodness, I go through so much, um, you know, I guess emotion and relief that sometimes I wanted to avoid the yoga classes. Um, But each time I would participate, I could see that, okay, this is becoming lighter and lighter. And the way I describe it in the book is, say you have a garment that's stained and Each time you send it through the washer-dryer cycle with the right detergent, you know, which I consider whole foods eating and the yoga, the right sort of um, eco-friendly detergent to kind of lift out this, this stain that's there. And each time I did that, this, this um, stain was being lifted from this garment and more and more it was, I felt more presentable to um, be in the world where before it just seemed really battered. And, but as I continued that process, um, the garment was becoming much uh, clearer and, and usable in the world. And I felt that way for myself that each time I um, participated and connected to these sort of good daily habits, um, I was getting closer and closer to be able to contribute to the world in a bet and in really the best way that I I can. And so, while there there were these challenges, like with the yoga, there was still that inner reward, that inner richness that came along 
that really was impetus to keep moving forward, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like that sense of once you really feel and understand what peace feels like in your mind and your body, you want that again. And it's different from my siblings who have had drug problems who were escaping the pain that they were feeling. The peace that I was being that I was able to create allowed me to integrate the past experience, not run away from it. And that's pretty powerful when you can actually integrate something that's happened that is pretty horrible into the fabric of who you are and still can be the best person you can be without running away or escaping from your problem. That's an amazing thing. Um, That's beyond having a a million dollars or being super wealthy. Um, When you really can find that sense of balance and peace, and know that you have some agency in creating it. It, it makes all the world in the difference. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. I just, I can't say enough good things about that. There's just such an empowerment that n- no one can give you that it is that process. And I think that's so important for all of us to hear that, you know, that is an ideal path. Uh, We may find it in different ways, but to really consider how invaluable that is for our life. Yes. And I will, I want to kind of, I don't know to reiterate or introduce this journey and how I've been processing my experiences I get a deep sense of knowing that I'm enough. And when you're operating from that sense of being whole and enough, then it's almost like you have um, not anything can just get into your life. Um, or you're not always seeking the, the next biggest and brightest thing. When you feel that you're enough, you can work towards any goal. But you know that that doesn't have to define you. It just means that you decide to participate in that activity to acquire more. But you know the difference or the subtle difference that because you have a bigger, you know, house or car or bank account, that doesn't define your humanity. And so once you realize you're enough at any income level, you have the best inner riches and you have the best connection to self and others. Um, I find it just really inspiring um, to be in that that light. It is truly inspiring and something that is then really available to each and every one of us, where some things we may feel, well, that's beyond because there's this dollar amount on it. This is something that we really as individually have control over if we open ourselves up to taking those steps and taking the journey. Yeah. And I will say, and I, I'll say this where I come to a point in the book where I realize, you know, that quote um, of all men are created equal. And I'll say for most people, cause I don't know a lot around mental illness to say this is true for folks who, who have a, a, you know, a true chemical imbalance. But for most of us, we are all equal 
because we all have the opportunity to decide how we want to respond to a situation. And like you said, we're all equal because we have an opportunity to have this agency in our life, even though we all may start from a different point of whether it's, you know, finances or um, a zip code where we live or our family structure. We all have that ability to kind of step back, take a pause, and say, how do I want to respond to this situation as opposed to what I call learned knee-jerk reactions. You know, society says, oh, I'm supposed to be happy here or I'm supposed to cry here. And when I continued to do more introspection and self-evaluation, I realized, I thought, I can actually understand this a little deeper. Maybe I'm not actually um, happy or, or sad here. Like, for instance, when it's raining, the knee-jerk reaction that we're taught is, what a miserable day. And I had the experience to learn that it's not miserable, it's just wet. Then I can decide whether or not I want to be sad or happy around a wet day as opposed to um, a day that's sunny. So it's it's that sort of um, example that I'm talking about where you can decide to respond to the elements around you. And you don't always have to go into when it's raining, oh, it's too much. <laughs> it you've put all of these things so beautifully and so simply that I think it's such an encouragement to say again, well, maybe I can try this because um, there's a such a gentle approach and goodness, uh, the world needs this gentle approach, doesn't it? I think so. Um, we definitely need other options. <laughs> And, and this approach is a more um, gentle, compassionate approach within self and with others. And it's something, you know, that's the other thing, the healing. The title means that it's ongoing for me. It's not, oh, it's done and, you know, I've dealt with it, I moved on. I allow myself to be present in the moment and to see what else needs to be supported or um comforted. And so there are things, like I said, I've integrated and I've been able to experience more joy. Like I wake up smiling most days um, for no reason. <laughs> and it's just really nice, but it also means I live in the world and there are going to be some other challenges coming up or things from the past that I still have to integrate. And, and I feel honored that I get this lifetime to do this. And there's another one of those observations is how to react to this, not to feel like, oh, what a bad dealing of cards that was, but rather than having this opportunity to take this journey and to grow as a human being and becoming. Yeah. You know, when I realized, um, you know, the way I could react to my parents, as, um, you know, some folks will be like, oh, my goodness, you're your dad's the villain and he's on page one. Um, so there's also a way of, okay, how can I maneuver this situation? And what lessons can I learn from it without making anybody wrong or right? Um, and understanding the background that he came from and that uh, my mom came from and realized that they're also suffering. Mm -hmm. and, and that I can have the wherewithal and the... 
um, emotional intellect to say, okay, I want to shift this course here and not repeat this cycle. And that's one of the things I like about um, how the book is laid out where one of the taglines is breaking the cycle of poverty and violence through radical self-care. So if we're able to do this self-care, and I didn't know it was radical self-care at the time. I just was thinking, okay, I'm not going to eat any processed foods or sugar. I'm going to make things from scratch. And it turned out by the third day, I have this sort of um, experience. And and I'll, I'll leave it at that so that the, perhaps the readers would um, go and investigate how this experience has come about. Indeed. But... Even describing that, no sugar for three days, when I was talking with the publisher, they're like, that's radical self-care. I'm like, really? <laughs> and, and that's how far removed we are with kind of our processed foods and, and, and the amount of sugar that's in everything, that it's radical to kind of say, okay, I'm going to do whole foods instead um, and, and see what comes about. So I wasn't necessarily looking for this journey. I just wanted to be in the middle class and take cooking lessons and do yoga and um, and thought that this was going to be sort of kind of my my new middle class lifestyle coming from poverty. And what I realized was I was awakened to redefining my own success and what it truly meant to live in a space that, and I can say it's beyond middle class, a space that creates a deeper inner riches and wealth for yourself. I don't know if a lot of people are focusing on that as their their measure. We do say we want to be happy, but often we bring in happiness as someone else's definition. And once we start to think about what truly makes us happy, then it'll shift. And I'll give you an example. A lot of people say, oh, I want a lot of money. But how often do we have in our happiness quotient or um, equation that we want more time, that we want to wake up smiling, that we want to have, you know, meaningful relationships that that enrich us, um, as opposed to say, I have to be married by 30. Mm So it's it's just a little it's a it's a subtle change, but it's it's one that I challenge myself on uh, with, and then I would challenge uh, the readers and those listening. Like, what really makes me happy, and how do I want to feel each day? The healing. It's such a, a beautiful book, and the way that you share your stories and just having. Um, I get, well, kind of like these flashbacks, but they're insights in that are revealed to you and help you to keep moving forward. So as you have evolved now and, and incorporated all of the changes, the yoga practices, the macrobiotic life uh, diet, and as you've written The Healing, how have your parents and your siblings reacted to it? Because you did share with them that you were writing the story. Yes. You know, I had a hard time getting this um, book to print. And one summer I was going through thinking, why, you know, I've done all this work. Why can't I just, 
you know, make sure that it gets out into print. And I was doing some just quiet sitting and meditating and um, this one particular summer. And and the message was, well, because you have to share this with your parents first and let them know that what your intentions are. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And so I just thought, well, you know, you write a memoir, you share it with your family and your parents. They're not going to want to um, deal with you anymore. And that was that was kind of what my lens was. And I shared it with my um, dad, and he, interestingly enough, said, wow, I'm really proud of what you wrote. And my friend said, really? How could he say that? You know, it, it doesn't show him in, in the best light. But my dad was really encouraging on the fact of, these things happen, you know, tell the truth. And he could see that there was growth there. And he was encouraging. And I was really surprised. And and my mom was, her response was, well, this all happened. And if this can help another woman or someone in this situation get out of a situation that's very harmful, then... It should be out there. It should get to as many, and she said women. She said it should get to as many women um, that can see themselves in this story in one way or another that can help them heal. And and that was that gave me the green light to really share this with the world. Um, and my older brother, he was he said, you know, be as raw as you can be with our story because it's the truth. And, and people need to hear it. Um, and my younger brother just basically said, mom and dad need to know what they put us through. <laughs> and so um, so it's just, for the most part, people responded um, with their own insight, with their additional stories, and I didn't necessarily include those in the book, but it gave even more validation to um, what happened. I had cousins who said, yeah, I remember this going on in your family. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really powerful. Um, I have a niece who is encouraging her first cousin to read the book because they feel she feels that the answers are in the book for them to start healing their um, situation with their father. And so it's, just, it's kind of fascinating how it's taken on its own shape. Um, and I've had readers who've come back and said, this gives me courage to share my story. And and hopefully my family will react like your family. Well, they will react. But as your mother said, what's coming to be that wisdom of, you know, helping others through sharing the story, that was wonderful accepting insight on her part. And that has its own healing for them as well, doesn't it, Saida? Yeah. It does. It really does. I was surprised that my mom, she purchased a couple copies for, um, she's always taking a class, and she really wants to always be learning, and she's close to 80 at this point, and um, to the point where she's not embarrassed about her experiences and is sharing this book with her professors to say, you know, I'm going to continue my journey, and and incorporate my way of healing. So this was my way. Like, this was my path that I followed. And it may be similar to readers who will read this book, 
but they may just take this story as an opportunity to say, to question, okay, what's my unique path? Mm -hmm. Is it through whole foods and nutrition and yoga, or is it through something else? But they can still walk away with the agency of like, okay, how do I want to define success? How do I want to live a life that creates inner riches for me? Well, I, for one, am so grateful that this was your path and that you chose to write the story to share with us, Saida. And I just encourage everyone to pick up a copy and read it because there's there's bound to be, there has to be some gift that we'll find for ourselves, probably many gifts. So many thanks to you for being just such a leader and so genuine in the way that you've approached uh, sharing your story, Saida. I should mention, well, a couple things. We want to mention your website and the availability of this new book, The Healing. Yes, uh, my website is saidahafiz.com. That's S-A-E-E-D-A-H-A-F as in Frank, I-Z.com. And you can go there for other support. And then Amazon is selling the book actually at a a nice a sale um, that I've noticed. So if people want to get a discount on the book, they can order it uh, through Amazon. Um, but also I encourage people to support their local bookstores. They have ordered the healing and people can pick it up there. Yeah, I'm just really excited that this is, is out there and, it, and it's helping folks. So, um, And then people can even send me comments or emails through my website and I'm happy to respond to other people's journey. Just so many wonderful gifts that you're providing to us. And uh, it's been really a most wonderful gift to have you spend time with us this morning, Zaida, and, and give us these extra insights. I am so grateful to you for the continued growth. Thank you, Kate. It's been a real nice, thoughtful experience with you. Um, you're very calming, and I, I'm really excited of the work that you're doing for your audience. They must be thrilled. Well, thank you. I I just put it out there, right? <laughs> as we as we yeah. all do. Again, many thanks. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Saida Hafiz and Sunday Morning Magazine with Susie Rowe. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, Find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then Podcasts, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of awareness, of discussion, of a life of purpose. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning.